I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Pardon My French. Today is a really special episode. I am trying to bring to you as many experts and influencers, people that know what the fuck they're talking about. So today I've decided to bring to you real life people that started off as followers. But you know that the gangster chic tribe is not about having a fan club for me. It's about having a community of wonderful, strong, inspiring women tell their story and learn from mine. I am also learning from your stories. So on this episode, I decided to bring two different types of women. The first one, Rashida, is someone that was starting off as a follower for me. Um, as a follower of mine, uh, and send me just a few brief messages asking about the virtual platform a few months back. We go back way back when when the virtual platform actually um, the virtual platform actually launched. Um, and she went on the virtual platform. I gave her very little support, just uh, kind of reassured her because she was one of those people that did not like working out and seemed really unhappy with her body and I think that working out had discouraged her so this is where she was at and that's an uphill battle when someone like that comes to you and wants to do the method because they're looking at all of your images that look oh so graceful and oh so fluid and they're going to have a hard time Um, but Rashida came in with a real open mind and she really listened to to me when I said to her you need to remember one thing. And I say this on the video, on the master session videos on on the platform. I say it all the time. I say the method is not about ego. The method has no levels. So leave your ego at the door. Leave your expectations at the door and just persist. Be persistent. Be resilient and be determined and you will get there. That's exactly what's happened with her. Um, 
So when I asked you guys, I did a live this week and I said, I want to bring someone inspiring. I want to bring, it's all of you are so inspiring to me. It's mind boggling to me that you look at my bio on Instagram and I don't have a title like RD or PhD or doctor. And yet you put yourself out there. You give me enough trust um, to believe in what I say and take that leap of faith with me and say, you know what, I'm going to check out on dieting and I'm going to follow Ingrid's advice. And I, I find that so fucking brave. That's, it takes a fucking hero to put all of these preconceived ideas All of this stuff we've been brainwashed with as far as dieting, as far as carbs, as far as the limitations you should put on yourself when you're eating, as far as how much you should punish your body because you're eating, so you should go to the gym and burn it. To put all of that aside, to just listen to me when you've never actually met me, that makes you someone that is so damn brave. And that doesn't deserve a medal. That deserves calling you an influencer, calling you an inspiration, and putting you right here in front of the mic to talk to my audience and say, hi, this is my story. I'm a fucking psycho. I listen to a complete stranger who does not have a fucking PhD in science or medicine or is not a dietitian or a nutritionist. She's a fitness certified professional, but... I'm following her gangster chic way of life and I trust her. And now those are my results. That's amazing. So today, more than ever, I wanted to show you the real life heroes of this gangster chic movement that we've we've started. And I think that this is an installment that's going to exist more and more because I noticed how excited you guys got. Many of you got excited about sharing your story, which I think is so brave for having shared my story, different parts of my story. It's so hard to put yourself out there, but I received so many testimonials. Some of you I knew, some of you I didn't even know, and I didn't even know I was having an impact on you. Um, And... I feel like it is so hard to put yourself out there and I saw so much enthusiasm from you guys to share your stories and then enthusiasm from others saying, yeah, I'm struggling with following you, Ingrid. I'm struggling with really letting go of my diet mentality. I'm starting to follow your gangster chic ways. Yeah, I tell my husband I want to sit down with nice cutlery and nice china and I want to listen to music during dinner and I no longer want to eat at my desk, but you know, I'm having a hard time letting go of counting carbs and macros and whatever else the fuck you guys count. And so, yes, I want to hear from these unbelievable women who, you know, kind of took that leap of faith with you. And so today I'm bringing them to you. So Rashida is one that I knew uh, that I know not that well and not personally, but I've worked with her. I had the privilege 
uh, after she um, went on the virtual platform to exchange with her, we became friends over the internet, over Instagram. And then uh, not too long ago, I launched the Mind to Body Power Mentor Sessions. Those sessions were meant to give you more of what I do on my social platforms, on my podcast, on all of my channels of communications, um, and explain to you, give you the tools to become intuitive with your health, with eating, with exercising, without needing codependence on a guru, on a dietitian, on trends, on diets, on plans, on programs. And so Rashida um, asked for one of those sessions when I launched them, and it was my real pleasure to work with her and do that session and I think that I came out of there having learned from her and her having learned from me so it was like a win-win situation and it was a give and take which was wonderful and so I wanted to bring you her perspective because it did take a lot of trust for a woman who is so educated who is not one of those a psycho um, fanatics at all to actually trust her well-being to a woman, me, that she just found on Instagram someday. Um, my other follower that I decided to bring on is actually a follower I've never met before. Isn't that incredible? And so that's why I, I originally had decided to bring only one of my followers on um, to talk to you and tell their story. But I thought it was absolutely unbelievable to receive a testimonial from this woman who I've never met before. And when I scrolled up over the testimonial, I see that we spoke twice. She made two comments on my pictures, on my stories before. So we'd, I never gave her any guidance. I never answered any of her questions. This was just a follower um, who I was following because I do follow back and I think that one time I asked you guys to say hey Ingrid you know I follow you why don't you follow me back I wanted to follow you guys back know who you are because we're a tribe this is not a fan club your, your health your wellness is not about a fan club so I followed her back I knew she was I had seen her beautiful pictures but I didn't know much more um, and so to receive her testimonial that was unbelievable she totally changed her mindset about exercising she used to do um i think it's called orange theory that's like the hit sessions um she's changed her mindset about food um yeah it's orange theory so she's been struggling the last five years being very scared of eating food uh it took a toll on her gut then she's always been an athlete but did orange theory five times a week and was very disappointed with the results. And she says that by listening to my podcast and consuming my content on Instagram, everything changed for her. And so I felt like just bringing Rashida might not be as objective because I had the privilege of working with her and perhaps I haven't had the privilege of working with you or I haven't had, you know, the opportunity to answer too many, so many of your probably countless questions. Um, so bringing Alexis on was the, the way of evening the score out, giving you two sides of the story. I've never met her. I've never worked with her. I've never 
literally almost never exchange with her. She actually, when you're going to listen to her in the podcast today, we already recorded it. I'm just now recording the introduction. She actually called herself a ghost follower. I think it's unbelievable to see how she too took a leap of faith to listen to someone that she's literally ghosting, ghost following, and listen to what I had to say. And that bravery, I want to say that 99% of it is intuition, intuition that you all have. And when you decide to take that leap of faith with me and give it a shot, give a shot to what I'm talking about, you kind of look at it like, well, I have nothing to lose. I get to be fucking chic for a few days. I may gain a pound or two because this crazy wacko is telling me to have olive oil, which I've been scared of my whole life or all of my adult diet or life. And, you know, and, and then you go for it. It's, it's brave, but I want to say that 99% of it is intuition. And Alexis, in her testimonial in this interview, um, is going to show you and is going to inspire you to be intuitive. That's what she did. So these two women I'm bringing on today are micro-influencers. I do believe that their testimonials today, their interview, um, are going to inspire you. They're going to influence you. Um, and that's what I love about this. So I hope that you love this idea as much as I do. I, I saw the response on Instagram. It's been unbelievable. All of you guys were so excited to share or hear of other stories. Um, so I'm going to do it more and I hope to do it almost every week uh, to have one of you come on and tell your story uh, and tell us how you went from listening to someone on Instagram, that someone being me, and changing your life, changing your lifestyle and what good has it done for you or bad. I want to bring both sides of the story. So, you know, if someone is going to write to me and tell me at first I was really not feeling well and I was really, really depressed because I was worried or whatever, I'm going to bring that person on to you can count on me if there is such a person, and I'm sure there is, to also bring that person so they can talk about, you know, maybe a tougher transition. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed inter interviewing them. And I felt fantastic um, that at the end of each interview, I related to them and they related to me in a way that we could say, I am every woman, literally. And that's what this is about. I'm every woman. On this note, let me introduce you to Rashida. Hi, Rashida. Hello, Ingrid. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being my expert today. You're more than welcome. So I, we chatted a little bit before I brought you on. And um, the idea to just give a little bit of background on the reason why I decided to bring you on today was that I think everybody that's followed a little bit of what I do, everybody that's consumed my content or 
anyone like you in your case you've consumed my content you've you've followed a few of my tricks and tips and then you kind of got closer to what I do because you got on the virtual platform um, a few months ago and we started chatting back then but I wasn't mentoring you or anything you were consuming the content as for what to do with food what to do with exercise and then about two weeks ago we had our first um, mentor mind to body session and I thought it would be great to bring you on because you sent me kind of like a reminder of this journey for you how to find someone like me on Instagram and decide to kind of trust a little bit of this advice and this vibe and shift from it it's very brave and at that point because you don't get so much support, you didn't really get any support from me. The first mentor session that we had was, I think, two weeks ago. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I feel like you become your own expert at that point. And since I love to bring experts in areas that I may know about, but I, I want the emphasis from someone who knows exactly what they're talking about. You know, I don't know what it's like to be on the on the other side. I'm the one who's putting out the content I'm the one who's done this experiments the research was the knowledge or the expertise I don't know what it's like to be the other brave one on the other side that's going from one mindset and going then through the terrifying I think it's terrifying process of saying you know what this Ingrid kind of sounds like she knows what she's talking about let me trust her and shift and that within itself makes you an expert, makes you your own expert. That's why I wanted to bring you on and I wanted you to share your story. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, I'm more than happy to chat to you about my story and hopefully it can help um, some of your listeners and followers who maybe have experienced something similar to me. So I want you to start with the fact that you've been a vegan for four years yes. and that you started off enjoying a whole food diet and then things kind of switched, kind of shifted for you in, in, you know, the course of the four years. So give us a little bit of your backup story. Sure. So um, I've been vegan for just over four years. Um, prior to that, I was vegetarian for about 17 years. So I hadn't eaten meat or fish um, for a very long time. Um, when I started to go vegan, I was very much focused on more of a whole foods, plant-based diet. And the more popular veganism got, which I, in my opinion is fantastic, the um, the more processed food uh, yeah. was being was um, kind of more readily available. So you have your substitute meats and cheeses and junk foods and everything like that. And um, I found that I was starting to have more of a focus on those type of foods rather than what I knew was better for me and, and how I'd felt much better um, at the beginning of my vegan journey. Um, so as time moved on, uh, my background is journalism, marketing and PR. So as you can imagine, um, I'm used to, to being in quite a highly stressed working environment. Um, right. Crazy hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it, but you know, it's, um, cortisol raising. <laughs> yes. It's um, tough. Yeah. And in big cities, because you've lived in London and you've lived in Belgium and both are like those big fast paced cities, very much like New York. Yeah, definitely. And so, so just for your listeners, I, I'm, I'm British. Um, my heritage is North African, but I now live in Belgium. Um, so I 
even though the UK is definitely more vegan friendly than Belgium, it's still easy to get the more processed food here. Um, yeah, for the fast food, exactly. the fast food mentality has definitely taken over. In yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that with me working long hours at a, at a desk, at a laptop, um, working from home, which meant I could just snack all the time on food, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily having the time or thinking that I had the time to sit and prepare proper meals. I found that I would be just not eating um, healthfully. And it got to the point where I was having lots of gut issues. I was feeling really um, low on confidence. So whereas before I was very active on social media and confident in front of the camera, I started to become almost reclusive and not posting because I felt almost embarrassed um, at my weight, especially being vegan, whereas the the stereotypical view of vegan is very healthy and tending to be quite slender um, and, and fit. And although... I'm certainly not huge or, or even fat. I'm carrying extra weight, which just doesn't quite sit well with me. Um, so I found you through Lauren at the Skinny Confidential and just fell in love with your content, your whole lifestyle. Um, the idea of healthy hedonism is something which is really in alignment with what I think is like my natural values, even though they got kind of skewed a little bit um, over the past few years. And what I loved is that you were no bullshit and that you called stuff out that you just didn't agree with. And I felt that I, the longer I followed you, the more I read your newsletter, listened to your podcast, I kind of wanted to reach out to you um, and just kind of build up a friendship. So I started with a virtual platform, which was amazing. Um, And I really enjoyed it because I just had completely fallen out of love with exercise and I don't know if any of your listeners have felt like this, but when you feel that you've put on weight, you kind of feel that it's a lost cause to exercise yeah. because you just yeah. think, well, I, I've I've made a mess of it now. What What's the point? It's going to take ages to get back to where I was. So I was struggling with that a lot. Um, and, and if I remember well, that was so brave of you because I remember you telling me, okay, I'm going to sign on to your platform, but I need to tell you, I hate exercise. That was like, and I was, that's so brave because I know that a lot of people see the videos of the method movement and sometimes they're like, I can't do that. And I very often have to say on those videos, or I even put it as a caption, there are no egos when it comes to the method. There are no levels. You start where you start and nobody else has created it but me. So everyone else in the world that's going to start the method, even an instructor, even an athlete, and I do work with professional athletes, they all start at a state of feeling like a beginner and feeling like they suck. Even like a very performant athlete who's never done the method before, and they haven't because I'm the one who created it. So unless they've done it with me or one of my certified instructors, they've never done it. They will struggle and feel awkward the first time in because it's just so different from everything else. And so for you to watch those videos on Instagram or to watch Lauren do it since you, you discovered me for Lauren, I found that for someone who hated exercise so much and you wrote it to me, you were like, <laughs> I hate exercise. And I was like, you know what? Don't consider it exercise. Go with an open mind. It's very different. It's a different way of connecting with your body. And you trusted me and you signed up. And that was so brave. Yeah. Were, you, were, were you even afraid? I, I was. I was a little afraid. But I thought, you know what? I've got to this point where I want to sort myself out. And, you know, I, I have quite a logical brain. And I, 
I knew that I just wasn't happy and I had to take action. But at the same time, life is about pleasure and enjoyment. And I don't want to be spending two hours a day running on a treadmill because that just sounds like a horror you don't story. Like it. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. And so many times I've signed up to do things. I've downloaded plans and I've just looked at that and thought, no, I don't want to do it. And it's just been a complete waste of time and energy. <laughs> Um, yeah I understand that a lot of people express that they go I go to the gym five times a week but honestly I hate it and I always tell them if you hate it it's your intuition speaking to you you're not supposed to hate the exercise that you do every day so people kind of go into this mindset of having to rather than liking to and they think you have to and it's really not like that so what happened once what happened? I know what happened, but I just want you to say it. What happened once you got onto the platform, the virtual platform? I was astounded because even just three sessions in, I saw actual results, like more muscle tone, but not in a bulky mm-hmm. way. Um, even after the first session, the very first session, my posture completely changed. Um, and as yeah. I said earlier, I'm on a computer all the time, hunched over, working um on a screen so my my posture isn't great you know even if I try and stretch every day so I was just amazed at that and then unfortunately I had to have surgery which meant that I couldn't exercise for two months so that was when we kind of reconnected um a few weeks ago when I said that I was um healed and I was given the all clear to start working out again um and I think what I've loved about following you is you 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 match different elements of life and bring it all together in a package which is based on health and wellness but also really intrinsically connected with enjoying your life and that's what we're here for we're here to be happy and to have these amazing experiences and that should come from enjoying moving your body enjoying a wonderful relationship with food enjoying real food and not being harsh on yourself if you have two glasses of wine at dinner you know it's embracing things um and I think that's why your message in particular speaks to so many women who've come from a background of of thinking oh I've eaten half a baguette or or whatever so I need to I need to not eat tomorrow or I've eaten too much today I need to just have a few days with eating 500 calories you know it's true um and and the thing is I always wondered you know, why, like I said, I'm on the other side of this. So it's always like me wondering, okay, I know it takes bravery, definitely to kind of switch off that diet mindset or that veganism, I'm healthier than everybody else mindset. That's what we're speaking about before you, before we started recording. And I I definitely want to touch into that. Um, And to just say, you know, what, I'm going to listen to this person. And I'm going to do what she says at the risk potentially of maybe gaining more weight because she's telling me to kind of relax and have a piece of bread if I want it and not hate myself for it. That's fucking brave, if you ask me. And I always wonder, like, yeah, people look at me and they see that my arms are pretty slender and that my body's pretty slender on my legs and they go, yeah, you know what? That's just DNA. That's just luck. And that's why I think it was super important for me to start talking about my miscarriages, the fact that my hormones went out of whack, the fact that, you know, from 37 to 41, I started seeing my body um, kind of uh, reacting to foods a different way, started seeing that I would get love handles where before I was just sculpted no matter what. And I realized that giving this much authenticity 
didn't make me less perfect um, because no one's perfect. But at the same time, we all perfect in our own ways, if you understand what I mean. And so it actually added so much to the fact that maybe it made me more relatable. And I always wondered on the other side, like what makes you make makes one click to just say, you know what, let's trust Ingrid. She's not just that person that has a DNA um, body that's already determined, you know, and that she actually has to do some shifts to keep the body. So it's like the, the fact that you go and trust is not any credit to me. The credit is to you. It's very hard to trust someone through a screen, through social media, through what they're willing to share with you. Maybe they're not sharing everything. So where does that, you know, I want to say that that bravery, that that boldness come from? Um, I guess I, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm quite stubborn and I always... <laughs> maybe to my and I know you are that's why I'm (laughs) saying that because I remember when you wrote to me the first time you were stubborn which I love and you were also also super skeptical and for me a skeptic is someone smart someone who doesn't question anything and just goes jump in nose first is not the smartest person it's impulsive it's brave in a way but it's not the smartest thing you were skeptical when I spoke to you the first time so what got you yeah and I think intuition yeah intuition I mean I'm very I I do think I've got quite a strong intuition and I feel like I'm a a good judge a good judge of character but in real life and also in digital life it takes me quite a while to to kind of decide how I feel about somebody um Mm -hmm. and as you say it's not always easy to trust somebody just when you're seeing their life through a screen or the edited um highlight reel of what they want to show you so I think it was when you um showed that vulnerability and and that side of you that maybe people didn't necessarily see before and and it kind of built that relatability and also on a personal note I I often think that I can always do anything I put my mind to and I realized that I hadn't actually put my mind to fixing the biggest problem that I was having which was my my lack of confidence over what I was looking like which even now feels quite difficult to say and it's still a journey that I'm on and you know I'm moving in the right direction and I'll continue to do so but it's almost there's an element of shame to admit that you don't feel great about yourself Mm -hmm. but but also acknowledging the fact that you haven't done anything previously to move yourself to where you need to be and it's it's yeah it's quite emotional I guess it's emotional for sure yeah yeah it's emotional but as far as I'm concerned and I feel like it's the word that I'm going to use so much it takes I mean it takes courage and you've had it I totally admire it I'm inspired by it and I it's funny because you've inspired uh, a few of my posts after we did our mind to body mentor session um, because with you I was going in a little bit worried in the sense that when I said to you okay before a mind to body um, mentor session I need you to send me an email and of course I'm not going to read the content of your email because it's like private stuff but one thing about you that's no secret is that you're vegan and so 
it was like, mm-hmm. instead of saying I'm a constant dieter, which is something I'm used to and I know how to deal with as far as shifting their minds, a vegan is something that I'm used to. I've worked with vegans before, but something that I tiptoe around so much more for the simple reason that a vegan goes in with the mindset that they're healthier than the rest of the world that's not vegan Mm. because they've made your choice was a moral choice but you make the choice of eating stuff that um, people that are not vegan eat and potentially puts them at health dangers like meat and dairy if you don't eat the right meat or if you don't eat the right dairy or if you don't eat the right eggs or the right poultry um you're potentially going to have, you know, GMO stuff and Mm. like all all these foods. And so those are literally risks that as a vegan, you don't expose yourself to. And when you think of a vegan, you always look at a very, you always think, imagine a very earthy person that's into plants and that's into eating a lot of green stuff. But today into this world, it's not necessarily true. And so I know that with what I teach you or what I, you know, explain to you out of what I know as a French person, uh, when people tell me, for example, how's your skin so nice or how's your hair so nice? I'm like, well, when I lived in the States, it wasn't always so. Since I've moved to Europe, since I've moved to Monaco, um, the, the meat that I eat, I'm a carnivore, the, the, the dairy that I consume, all of that stuff contributes to the hair and the skin so when I'm faced with a vegan I'm like shit what do I tell her (laughs) and you know so I was kind of worried but it's like my intuition as I I started with you was like started to flow and I totally understood that your problem was very much the same as like you said a person that diets because you felt you fell into the processing processed food for vegans that's a that's a replacement of non-vegan stuff so it's always like a veggie burger or um, an artificial like I call it I call it with you a processed kind of food uh, a chicken nugget but not a chicken Um, I I think you mentioned also like macaroni and cheese but it wasn't Mm -hmm. really cheese (laughs) and do you remember do you want to share what I said to you about that I was super harsh but you knew what you were walking into when you decided to talk to me why did I say to you (laughs) don't be an asshole (laughs) asshole. yeah (laughs) Yeah, I said don't be an asshole it's true thank god you're laughing about it I was like okay she could hang up on me and like sue me possibly (laughs) but I said don't be a vegan asshole yeah you're and and before I said that I said well why are you a vegan and you said for moral reasons uh which I totally understand even though it's uh, it's kind of like in me it's a little bit of like a a tug of war because you know I have Lola at home she's my dog yeah like my she's like my fourth child and I am such an animal lover and you know and I'm also a carnivore which is so weird I know but (laughs) when you when you tell me that you're a vegan for moral reasons and then you go have macaroni and fake cheese I'm like you're an asshole why are you going to have a replica of the very thing that you refuse to eat for moral reasons and so what's the process once you hear something like that what's the process in your head I to be honest, I hadn't really looked at things in that way before um, because, f- f- as as you've said, you know, I went vegan for moral reasons and 
although there are many reasons why people go vegan, the animals were the driving force for me. So as long as it didn't have an animal or any animal products involved, I, I was happy. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing which I think is really important is, you know, for me, I went vegan because of compassion, but I had forgotten about the compassion for myself. And, exactly. And the fact that it might be okay for other people to have loads of vegan cheese and loads of vegan nuggets and still be fine. But for me, it I wasn't living my life to the, to the extent that I should be and feeling as great as I should be and I owe it to myself and everyone owes it to themselves regardless of what food you eat or don't eat to feel like the best version of yourself and I know that phrase is really overused at the moment but it's really yeah. true and you know I'm now embracing the power of plants and fruit and vegetables whereas I always did eat a lot of them eventually the processed food kind of took over more than than I really should have let it um and now you know currently my my boyfriend is cooking you know a lovely plant-based meal from a Middle Eastern cookbook uh, as I'm talking yeah. to you and you know we've I'm saying I'm not having soy milk you know I'm banishing the soy and and again it's what works for you as an individual and what makes you feel good and we all deserve to feel the best that we can do and it's 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 hard to kind of admit that and to see actually you know what I've not been serving myself in the way that I should be so I'm so you've been you've been cheating cheating yourself that's what I said to you I'm like you're literally giving your body replicas of things that you don't allow yourself to eat for moral reasons so you're cheating yourself by saying oh you know what I'm gonna have fake chicken I'm gonna have a fake burger patty I'm gonna have and I remember we had this conversation and I think it really resonated with you because you wrote to me a few days later and said, I started cooking. You actually got my e-cookbook, even though it's a carnivore e-cookbook, but we had explored ways of making the food look exactly like what you're supposed to eat, but without replicating anything you're not supposed to eat. So it's kind of like telling you, well, you know what, imagine a cow passes by and sees you eating a veggie burger patty. She's not going to know it's a veggie burger patty. She's going to think you're an asshole. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of like, I felt like t- giving you that was giving you the tools. I didn't give you any menus. Um, I don't think you, you wanted to be given a structure anyways, because if not, you wouldn't be following me. I don't give structure. I don't give plans. Mm. I don't give steps. But it was giving you this incentive to look at it uh, from a non-asshole point of view, like, I'm just going to stop being an asshole. And has it worked? Yeah, it definitely has. And, you know, I... I work in veganism it's part of my job as well and this is something which I'm increasingly more passionate about is 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 making sure that we aren't pushing a new generation of unhealthy vegans um and it's embracing the simplicity of real food and that you can flavor things and you can use amazing herbs and spices and you don't just have to eat salad you know and and restrict yourself unnecessarily and my mind feels so much better I feel lighter I still have you know a fair bit to go on my journey and things do take time you know but I felt that especially with the inulin that's really helped I've ordered the kefir grains as well which should be arriving soon and um you know I just I'm have... excited for you, you to start that actually because <laughs> you you had you you you're someone who 
you've inspired me. That's why I brought you on. It's that's why I want to bring my followers, my audience on because you guys think of me as an inspiration, but everything that I do is boosted by the inspiration that you bring me. And I'm there and I'm shutting my mouth very often and listening to you. And when we did our mind to body session, Kefir was already in the works. And I didn't tell you because I wasn't bringing it out just yet. And I was kind of like still tiptoeing around a few things. And then you said to me, yeah, Kefir is great. And I know about it because I'm Tunisian. So your family is also from North Africa, like my family. But again, there was the whole lactose thing and the dairy Mm. thing, being a vegan. And there I was like, you know what? This is what I needed to hear. I needed to hear reinforcement that there are so many people out there that need probiotics without having to rely on on a packet of probiotic pills that are processed where we don't even know whether the population can really the population probiotic population can survive the processing of being put into gel caps or whatever and it's kind of like we ended up where you paid for that session and I walked away so inspired thanks to you and that was amazing and so when kefir came out I think it was the following week I sent you a message right prior and I said you're never going to believe but this was brewing and you kind of confirmed everything that I thought I knew you influenced and you totally inspired and that's so cool that you now ordered it and I can't wait for you to have it and to feel not even feel privileged that you too just because you're a vegan can have a probiotic even though it's not a it's not a lactose you know it's not a a milk yogurt it's like I wanted to inspire that in people like you or people that are structured and kind of punished by diet to Mm. show them that there's just things at your fingertips where you don't have to be an asshole you can just use real things and real food to still tend to all your needs and not either punish yourself or put yourself above the other norm that eats meat and cheese by saying, well, you know what, but because I'm a vegan, I should be able to have this processed food. It still makes me healthier. Or the person that's on a diet and says, well, because I'm on diet, I should be able to eat more of those muffins because they're not really, you know, they're not really full fat muffins. And I, I love that. And I love that you bring that perspective. So you started to look more at your gut health, right? Rather than you know, constantly trying to complement your your diet with wannabe foods. Yeah, definitely. Um, You've looked at your hormones. I know that from the message that you've sent me. And I, you know, of course, I know that from our private session, but I'm not going to talk about it unless you do. But I know that whatever you sent on that text is something you were okay with sharing. Yeah. Um, So what's the hormonal aspect? If you want to share, what was the hormonal aspect, like the knowledge that you gained over the past few months from listening to the podcast, from I'm sure you did your own research afterwards. You didn't so, just take my word for it. Yeah, um, I think I realized quite early on that it was apparent that I was in estrogen dominance and all of these things suddenly made sense. And, you know, moving back to how I was eating before, I was eating a hell of a lot of soy um, and I've been on the... As vegans do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. I've been on birth control for a long time. um, And obviously that affects your natural hormone balance. And, you know, it was literally like after speaking to you and, and obviously with your fantastic content a door was opened into a secret garden of wellness. And I realized, you know, like I don't have to just 
put put up with with this and and put up with how I'm feeling and I can take control and that's such a powerful thing to realize that you can take control of your body and how you feel and how you look is obviously really important but that is a secondary thing and ultimately once you work on healing that relationship with yourself the other things will will sort themselves out and you can get back into balance whether that's hormonally whether it's gut health whether it's mental health um and yeah so like we're exploring you know how to rebalance my estrogen levels um and and basically through food yeah exactly and not through you know having supplements or injections or any progesterone cream or anything like that and you know food can be your medicine like um was it aristotle oh, who said i realized that? i've yeah. done such a good job <laughs> to hear you repeat it i'm like yeah <laughs> but it's so true and i think especially you know from from what i hear about the states and i've been a couple of times and some of the ingredients in in the food especially coming from europe is just insane yeah. it's insane i remember looking when i was looking at a bread obviously to see if it was suitable for vegans but i was like there's like 30 ingredients here i'm not buying this and this was um exactly. in october and and i and i think it must be so difficult to have that issue and and to have all the extra shit that's put in in products and then when you're then thinking oh i need to supplement with everything and and i'm not surprised people feel overwhelmed by it i feel overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. and i'm not in that situation um but yeah and i think that's why it's so important for your message to to come through to show people that you know you can eat actual proper food and not be frightened of potatoes because potatoes exactly. are good for you <laughs> exactly um actually we'd spoken about it I remember when you said like well what can I do like when I love everything that you talk about when you make your meatballs and I said she will use like sweet potato and lentils and you know make a patty out of that and call it something else don't call it a meatball call it you know a goodness ball or something and make the sauce and put it on chickpea pasta and that that was the idea the idea is once you start taking it into your own hands and I remember when we hang up you said to me and even two days or three days later you said I started cooking again and I realized the natural ingredients that go into cooking are so much less than what's on labels and Mm. I think that when people start cooking again at home and making their meals and that's why I came out with the e-cookbook originally and that's why the kefir grains grains came around it's like you take it into your own hands and like for example even you know what's in the e-cookbook or whatever it's just like five six ingredients that don't come from jars don't come from boxes don't come from anything but actual real natural food the same with the kefir you know out of like water lemon and sugar and and kefir grains you can you can actually make a probiotic when you start doing this just for a few days then when you go to the supermarket again and you want to buy the processed version of what you prepared at home so let it be maybe bread like the high fiber brioche that we make you go, oh my God, how come my brioche has like five ingredients? And when I look at this packaging, it has like 67 ingredients and, uh, you know, 53 of them, I don't even know what they are and I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's taken back that control. And I've also found that although 
as I said before, life can sometimes be quite stressful. Taking that time to prepare mm-hmm. a meal from scratch rather than just doing half a meal from scratch and then the rest of it just bunging something that I bought from a shop in the oven or, or whatever. It, it helps me unwind and relax and I put music on or I put a podcast on and I enjoy, you know, putting an end to the working day and separating and making a distinction and setting the table and having a glass of wine because, hey, I'm in Belgium and the wine is really great because we can get it from France, exactly. you know. And, of and course. It, it's just, oh, I can't tell you what a change that, is, that has made just in these past few weeks and I'm so looking forward to seeing how things develop in the future and thank you Ingrid because you've really helped change my life with it and I'll always be grateful for that thank you you're almost bringing tears to my eyes like truly (laughs) because it's like you you are the inspiration it's like you are every woman that I'm talking to and very often when I sit there and I try to write my message and, and you know me I have a way with words I really express I kind of try to put a face on and that's why I love to speak to all of you and I got to build a friendship with you just from answering your, your first message and I'm so blessed you know that I did that and I can call you somewhat of a friend um, through Instagram through the work that we've done together through our Skype through everything and it's you're you inspire it I put your face on and I'm like you know now I know I can talk to vegans I I can think of you and and what we've accomplished together and what you inspired um, and it's great And so this is why you're on here. You're inspirational. You're my inspiration. And I know someone's going to listen to you and say, wow, this podcast was about I'm every woman. And that's what I wanted. And you really spoke that, you know, you beautifully. Um, I do think that having a knowledge about your cortisol levels was important because of the fast paced lifestyle that you had. And when you wrote to me that you're learning to fall in love with yourself again, Part of it is loving your body, the way it looks, whatever, but it's also loving yourself from within. And when you say, yeah, why not have a glass of wine? Why not cook for myself? I love my body. People tell me they have no time, but how do you have time to wash your car? Cause you paid for it. So you love your car. So you go and you wash it and you put fuel in it. And you want to tell me you have no time to love your body and cook something for yourself. Exactly. And, and it's, it's knowing that you deserve to nourish yeah. yourself you know in a suitable way and and to have that glass of wine or have that you know homemade brioche that you've created and and to have pleasure in your life because that's what it's all about and you don't have to restrict yourself all the time with things because that ultimately as you said before increases your cortisol levels and and we're trying to work against that and life you know the current 21st century lifestyle is built on stress and fast-paced everything so sometimes we need to take a pause and to to listen to our intuition you know and you have superhero intuition (laughs) the whole story on here is proof of it and I thank you so much for your bravery your honesty for you know for listening to me that that was taking a huge leap of faith in a way and so I want you to give us advice, give every woman out there, because you are every woman, I am every woman, tell us what does it take to take the leap to the wild gangster chic side? <laughs> you need to trust that you're worthy of experiencing this lifestyle, 
leave your assumptions at the door and have faith in Ingrid and what she's saying and adapt it to your your lifestyle you know as as we've discussed I'm vegan so obviously there's elements which I'll be swapping and changing um exactly but love yourself you are worthy of living the gangster chic lifestyle and adapting it to your your way of living in a way that is pleasurable and exciting for you and see it as a journey it's not necessarily oh I'm doing this so then I'm a size you know whatever and I'm I'm so many stone and I can get look great in a bikini that's the destination but it's it's more about the journey and how you can develop that connection with yourself which is so important especially as women you know we deal with so many different things in life you know we have to be our number one supporters and our number one fans exactly and follow your gut that yes. bitch is always <laughs> always right absolutely it's very true you have a hell of a great gut uh i think you should be a podcaster you're a natural you're amazing oh thank you well i'm, I'm bringing out my own at some point um, perfect in the next few months so <laughs> so if you will uh of course you're gonna send me all of the places people can follow you because you're like, you've become this micro influencer. I'm sure people are going to want to look you up, follow you. You're given great advice. You've put yourself out there. You've inspired me and influenced me too in what I do and what I've been doing. You've been a little bit of the push and the face behind my latest Simply Kefir. So make sure that I can post on, on the show notes where everyone can find you. I will. Um, and can anybody follow you on Instagram? Yeah, I have an open profile. So yeah, it'd be lovely if anyone wants to come and have a nosy. And if you have any questions, then feel free to uh, shoot me a message and I'll do my best to answer and, uh, and help. Cool. So we're going to put it, put it on the show notes. I thank you so, so much for indulging me and accepting for me to call you and put yourself out there I love you so so much and I am feeling so blessed that you've come into my life and decided to become my friend oh thank you so much Ingrid and thank you for your amazing work and it's been an absolute joy to connect with you thank you bye Rashida bye bye I absolutely love this conversation with Rashida. I hope you did too. I certainly enjoyed her accent. Everybody knows I love a beautiful accent. Um, I found her so giddy and so excited about what's to come. I find her so inspiring. And now, without further ado, here is Alexis. Let's give her a call. Hi, Alexis. How are Hi, you? I'm doing great. I'm How about wonderful. You? And I'm extremely thankful, first of all, that you've agreed to come on. And I'm also thankful that I've received your message and that I got to read it right at the time that I put out the information that I was looking for one of you or two of you to come on the podcast and inspire us um, with your story. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you for the invitation. uh, We're going to go over your message. I'm not going to read the whole thing. What we're going to do is we're kind of like going to summarize the message that you wrote me. And I am going to explain how I kind of picked you. Um, You're not one of my, uh, you're not one of those followers um, 
that I talk to on a daily basis. And there are a lot of you that I do speak to on a daily basis. But when I got your message, I knew your name. Uh, I know I started following you from the time that I had written a post saying, I want to know you guys. I know I speak to you guys all the time. If I don't follow you, send me a shout out, call me out and I'm going to follow you. So I've been following you. I knew your name. It was it was it was familiar. Um, you've sent me really nice messages before, but we've never really um, I want to say I've never really supported you in the changes that you wrote about in your message. And that was one of the driving forces in your message that pushed me to say, this is one perspective I want to bring on the podcast, um, because that makes you so relatable to a lot of my audience, a lot of my audience that doesn't necessarily reach out to me all the time to ask me questions and just consumes my content, whether it's the podcast, and you'll tell us what it what what resonates the most with you, but whether it's my podcast episodes or whether it's the posts or whether it's the stories or whether it's a combination of all of it. Uh, what I do know is that I've gotten... Um, like a few messages here and there, like super supportive, like, yes, I love this or something like that. But other than that, I never actually answered any questions for you. You've never sent a message and said, hey, Ingrid, I'm doing hit and I feel this and this and that. Do you think I should stop? You've never asked me anything like that. So when I got your message and you said that you've learned so much since October that it blows your mind. I'm kind of like picking a, a few of your sentences and you had a few issues with multiple um, major food allergies since the five last years and that you've been scared of food. And then something shifted for you and you credited a lot to my content. I credit it all to you. So I'm bringing you in today as your own expert and as also someone that's gonna be so influential and that's someone that's inspiring because that's super inspiring. It takes such a brave woman to be struggling with food allergies, to be afraid of food, to listen to a random person like me and say, hey, I'm going to listen to this girl because, hey, that sounds good. And I'm going to make shifts that I'm terrified of. So I want you to tell, tell us the process. Like, how did it all start, start? And how do you work the guts to just you know, make that shift just from listening to someone's content like mine? Well, I appreciate everything you just said. I really appreciate that you share with us that you are just so fearless with your mindset and you have such a chic way of doing things. I mean, I couldn't help but consume all of your content. And it's funny. So I went to Nice and went to Monaco and a few other places last May. And I remember I'm sitting there with my three other girlfriends and you look around and everybody's eating cheese. They're having rosé. It's everything's so chic. And I'm sitting there feeling so guilty. I know everything I'm putting in my mouth is going to show tomorrow. Like I can't work out as much as I want to eat. And I, I hate admitting that, you know, you're in this vicious cycle, but that's just how it was. So anyway, I come back and somehow I came across your Instagram and you know, I am a little guilty about being a ghost follower in the sense where I'm not big on commenting. I'm not big on uh, sending messages, but I will like things and I'm <laughs> screenshotting everything in the background. So it's so funny. I'm like, I have all of your recipes. That's so cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there like that. So if you're like me, don't be afraid to <laughs> send a message or two. I think you all really do appreciate it. <laughs> 
But um, okay, so a little background would be that, yeah, so I'm 30 now. But um, when I was 25, I had these like horrible skin rashes. I was sick all the time. I was so fatigued. My brain fog was just out of control. And um, I found out I have these six major food allergies. So one's soy, another one's coconut, peas, um, cantaloupe. So, you know, you sit there and you're like, well, what? Exactly. That makes life hard. And yeah. And I mean, soy is in everything. It's in your skincare. um, You know, it's in everything. And this is before people are saying soy is not that good for you. It's true. You know, this controversial concept. So um, I'm sitting there going, woe is me. What can I eat? I'm petrified of everything I eat. So but you know what? I look back and I go, before this point, I played tennis in college. I'm athletic. And I've tried every diet you can imagine. I've done Whole30. I've done vegan. I've done the 80-10-10. I've done keto. I don't know why I've always just been that way. But I wonder, in the back of my mind, did this bring mm-hmm. on all these allergies? Am I affecting my gut so much that I just completely you know, changed my hormones and my gut is just out of control. So, and at the time I was so sick, I didn't even realize that my gut was out of control because you're just trying to function day to day at this point. So um, it was when I started healing my allergies that I realized my gut health is just shot. I'm, you know, it's the slowest digestion you've ever So at that imagined. point, I'm getting so, you off. When you're healing point. your allergies, what are you healing your allergies with? With food or with medication? So or I, how did you heal it? So I, I wasn't doing the shots. I was actually just avoiding okay. all the foods okay. at this point as best I could. And um, I'm taking, I just take an Allegra okay. or, you know, something like that. But I was not doing the shots at this point, And I still don't. So yeah, that's what okay. I mean by healing my allergies. Just an avoidance diet that's a probably best uh, that's the best type of diet until you can figure out how to rebalance your gut to no longer be allergic that's the bottom line um and so at that point you're also so you've been an athlete all your life and that's there's something that resonated with me so much in what you wrote you said you've always been an athlete you played collegiate tennis and more recently you trained at, you trained at orange uh, theory which is like hit five times a week um, and, and you found that the yeah. results were disappointed. That's the disappointing. That's what you wrote. Now, did you notice that your results were disappointed before disappointing before you heard me speaking of it or, or, or you kind of were like, yeah, you know what? She's right. How did it go? Yeah. So it's actually kind of funny because I started listening to your podcast and before that I'd already been listening to your Instagram stories. So once the podcast came, I was so excited because my little routine is that I will walk and I'll listen to your podcast and that's my me time. That's just what I do every Friday or Saturday. So anyway, um, I, I set myself this, I don't know how I came to this conclusion, but I was like, okay, if my physique, I was going three times at this point a week to Orange Theory, I go, okay, if I'm going to go five times a week and my physique is not where I'd like it to be, then I'm going to try something else. And so I upped my, I went to five times a week and I started the in the inulin. And um, so around Christmas, I go, okay, I'm at that point and I have abs, but I'm so bloated. 
I look like I'm in my second <laughs> trimester. But I, I know the feeling. The like this is not cool. I work. I too know hard. the feeling. Yeah, that's. It's like I was working out six hours a day with clients, being super thin, um, being muscular, having super abs. But at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I would be bloated like I was in my second, you know, my second trimester. Same thing. And uh, that's where I was like, okay, something is going on and it's my hormones. And then you can't take medication. So something is going on. How do you get to your hormones? What's the best trigger point to get your hormones? It's your gut. And that's how actually Simply In Your Lane came to be. So I feel like we're every woman. You see when I said every woman, I hashtagged it yesterday when I introduced you. That's exactly what I mean. We're all different. We all have kind of different bodies, our different beauties. You are gorgeous. I was looking at one of your pictures where you're holding the, the glass of wine and you have that beautiful pink sweater on and those high boots and you look stunning. The one that's at the Harbor Town Yacht Club. You're yes, thank and you. <laughs> we're all beautiful. We're all different. Like I'm every woman, you're every woman. And when you're talking about that yeah. and the bloat, regardless of having abdominals, of going to the gym, you know what? That's like, it's, we're all the same. I realize we're really all the same. You're so right. Like if you see my Instagram, I'm five, seven, I have you long do. legs. I should be so proud of these features that people would kill for yeah but, I could take the extra you know, inch. I'm envious of the short girl with the flat yeah. abs I'm jealous of the five foot girl with abs yeah like that's because I want what I can't have or what I didn't think I could have but honestly like you've proven to me I can have the body I want I just have to do it in a smart way yeah, you had to change things and I wouldn't have known unless you come across my Instagram that one day but <laughs> but the, the truth is the credit all goes to you because I find it terrifying to just listen to someone with you know yes a following that sounds like she has some credibility but I have a book to my credit yet I haven't written my I mean I haven't published my book yet my credit there's nothing on my on my bio that said that I have a PhD or you know or that I'm a registered dietitian or anything like that so how much guts do you have to work to and how much courage do you have to work within yourself to take all of the hard work you've been putting into your body all of these restrictions you've been imposing on yourself and say you know what I'm not going to do that I'm going to listen to her what does it take I mean, you really have to see what you want. Like, I'm a firm believer. It's not a it's not a willpower problem. It's a vision problem. Like, you have to have this clear vision. And I mean, I'm going to give you a lot of credit here. You're very good at communicating everything you've talked about. And it's really easy to have this clear vision of what you want. And honestly, you do have to be your own guru. Yes. Like, you, I with allergies, I, I'm look at it like a blessing now because I had to become my own guru. I had to look up, I had to research, I had to find people that inspire me in different ways. And you're one of those people and you really have to go after it. I Intuition. Mean, yeah. So you're, you've become a lot more intuitive in the past few months since October. You've changed your workouts. Yeah. And you have to realize like you 
you're in control of your body. Like if you think a diet is going to, it, you don't want control like a diet has over you. Like you want to have control. And I think that's so important that if you can't go to a party and you can't stop binge eating or at night, it's just too hard not to have too many snacks. Like you have to look within and go, okay, do I have control over my hormones or my gut? And if you can't control those urges, then you need to look within and go, okay, how do I fix this? Okay. I feel like you've been listening and you've made sense of it all (laughs) yourself. You've become your own guru. You've become your own expert. And that's exactly how it should be. And I love that. I love hearing you putting into your own words um, what I've been saying and what I've been trying to, the, the confidence I've been trying to give to these women out there, you included, and sometimes me included. I need to sometimes remind myself what I, what I preach as well. Um, and to hear you just, you know, wording it out now and saying that you've been able to put it, to lay it out and, and use it to your advantage. So that is so rewarding to me. That makes me so happy that where we are today, you're still like consuming my content, my stories, you, you like the podcast, and I'm so humbled and happy about that. But I know that if I stop the podcast tomorrow, you sound like you know your shit, and you're going to be completely okay. And that's my point. That's my goal. And I love, love, love yeah. to hear, you know, the dexterity in what you say, like controlling my hormones, controlling my gut. I don't hear you saying controlling myself uh, from not eating that chocolate that I want. So what is your relationship with food today and how is it different from before? Well, I just think that I do a lot more things with intention. Like, um, for instance, I love my inulin tea in the morning. I only do one coffee because I feel like the acid with coffee could be too much sometimes, but like, I know the reason I do everything and I make a point like, okay, my inulin, peppermint tea soothes my gut and it's got really great prebiotics and it's easy to digest and I know my lunch is going to be roasted vegetables with um, maybe some black-eyed peas because you know there's a lot of fiber and it's a low calorie food but I don't sit there and count calories by any means I eat when I'm hungry I do intermittent fasting I um, you know I just try to have a lot of intention with everything I do like I really do my research because I just think it's easier to stick to a plan and by the plan being eat real foods or be healthier when you have. Yeah. I think when you have, especially knowledge, like kind of what you were saying, like, you know, that black eyed peas have fiber, you know what they're going to do for you. I like that so much better. We spoke about this right before we started to record and we're going to touch on to it. You, you said that you've seen me writing to people before who said, well, tell us what to eat. And I, and you said, you, you read that I wrote, well, eat, you know, whatever you want. I'm not going to give you a plan. I, I don't do that. And I love the fact that you feel that way. So today you're, you're, you would say to someone exactly what I was saying to you five months ago, like 
eat what you want. You're not supposed to be on a plan that someone laid out for you. You're supposed to be in front of this um, variety of real foods and say, okay, if I want this benefit, I'm going to eat that. And I love the taste of that. And if I want that benefit, I'm going to eat that. And I love the way it tastes. Well, this food I don't really love, but it's kind of good for me. Do I really want to have that? You know, and it's, it's, it's a question at this point. I hate when people say, oh, sensible choices and, you know, um, being sensible and being, being reasonable. You know, eating food should not be about reason. And I love the fact that the way you've described it doesn't sound like you're reasoning with yourself now when you're going to go pick what to eat. It's more of like, uh, I have yeah. the knowledge. I know what's going into my body. I know what it's going to do for it. And I love that. Yeah, I feel like you add a lot of stress if you don't have a lot of intention because you're like, well, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because so-and-so told me to or this plan told me to. And I think when you know why you're doing what you're doing, there's no stress. You just do it or you follow whatever like not every day can I fast not every day can I um, eat certain things because maybe I'm not feeling it and that's okay it's just um I think knowing why you do what you do really lowers the stress in all of this which is important what was the hardest change that you had to make that that you got from me like that you heard me say and that was hard for you to do something that maybe I said let go of Um, and you had to let go of it but it was it was a difficult thing for you to do, to let go of. The hardest thing to let go by far has been the working out aspect. And it's because I was constantly working out. Like, um, for instance, this hit me like a ton of bricks. So my boyfriend, he is a professional golfer and he lifts four days a week. He's working out all the time. And he's like, Alexis, you go to Orange Theory five days a week. You do extra walks. You do extra running. Like, you're doing too much, woman. And I'm like, yeah, he is so right. And especially coming from him who works out all the time. And I'm I'm thinking, you are so right. And then I thought about you and I was like, I am, you know, I need to just give in. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try. And I actually, starting around Christmas, I decided I was going to give my body a break and really give in and I've already been doing the inulin for a while and I've I saw changes with that immediately but um now I feel like my hormones are a little bit more balanced to the point where my my midsection doesn't look quite as pissed off I like that expression (laughs) (laughs) it looks mad like you said this a while ago it's like you know when your body just looks mad at you you're doing yeah, something the midsection looks mad at you so true. But, um, I've used that that sentence before and it's funny that you knew exactly what that meant like you looked at yours and said oh it looks pissed at me I can see it yeah I think I might have been in my car I'm like that's me that's 100% me so anyway I'm still you know not exactly where I want to be but now I feel like I'm at the point where if I do some more low impact workouts I'll actually see the benefits and I think I just want to take, I want to take control of my hormones first. That's just my process. I'm not saying anybody should take that long of a break, but I really think my gut needed the break. Um, My digestion's really slow, especially because I have allergies. So I knew for me, I really needed to just kind of stop and reset. I didn't do anything different eating wise. I just needed to, you know, let my gut. And you haven't, and you haven't gained weight, which is what you were afraid of. You haven't gained weight at all. 
he loves no, he loves what I found. Pounds. That's beautiful. <laughs> now I would always yeah. be the person to say you need to move, you need to walk around, or you know definitely do low impact and you know definitely like the break you took was a very personal thing and I think it's even braver than going from hit to low impact just saying you know what I'm just gonna stop but I do go in, like going by the process of elimination which is a little bit of what you did with allergies to figure out what, what worked for you and what didn't with working out because you felt your body needed a, a break you wanted to tend to your gut so you started eating slowly and you started eating a certain way and then with the workout you stopped, you stopped completely and said, I'm just going to sit there and watch so I can start on a blank canvas. And I love that. Now, when you go on to working out, because I, you know, I'm going to tell you that you have to, to even, even for your, your mental, you know, your mental state, your mental clarity, definitely going to low impact is going to open new doors for you. You're going to realize that the love-hate relationship you had with with food before it's going to be the same thing with the workout whereas before you probably looked at the workout for a punishment you said I before I heard you you said I couldn't eat as much as I work I couldn't work out as much as I eat so I had to eat less you said something like that it's low impact yeah. is no longer a punishment on the body low impact is more like giving your body what it needs and what it craves now what people often forget and especially people that are doing you know the the hit workouts or all of these really high intensity high density workouts what they forget is that building muscle having abdominals having you know a sculpted body is a hormonal trigger you're not working out with calories. You're not working out with fat. You're not working out with water retention. You're working with hormones. You're triggering hormones. And that's what will build the body that you get from working out. Yet people don't want to look at what they're doing to their hormones at all. So I love the fact that you took that break and that you decided to just look at your hormones for a second. Because I have a feeling that now getting to the point where you're balancing them out, and like you said, your midsection is looking less mad at you, you're going to start loving your hormones <laughs> from within. And when you go back to working out, you're going to realize that, hey, girls, work with me. Don't work against me this time. Do you know what I mean? I hope that's yeah. how you will see it. Yeah. 100%. And it's so scary to me because all I've ever wanted to do was hit workouts. I mean, I've been doing them since I was 12 training for yeah. tennis. And um, I mean, I mentally, I loved it. I want to be the best and it's really easy to get competitive with it. And, you know, I'm really going against the grain here and I, I'm really excited to try it. And I, the, the time off that I took, I did a couple yoga classes and I would go walking, but those are just things I would do anyway. So I don't really, you don't consider that I'm a workout, out, but um. I just consider that like just something you should do for mental clarity. And I think walking's great for you. Like, um, you know, people in Europe all the True. time are walking everywhere. It's just a way of life. I don't think. Um, yeah, it's I not considered it's working out. So I, yesterday, I don't know if you <laughs> saw, 
I posted a conversation that I was having with my daughter Savannah and we're very like we we bitch a lot and we rant a lot about stuff and someone <laughs> who lives in Europe who we know really well she always posts her steps like you know the app on the iPhone that tells you how many steps and how mm -hmm. many flights of stairs you went up in the day and she posts them like we give a shit And so Savannah and I, we were like ranting on this message between her and I. And we're like, what the fuck do we give a shit if you've, you've moved your ass a little bit like a normal person supposed to do? And it's really funny because this person <laughs> lives in Europe, but she's not French. Um, and, and we really love her. But I'm like, next time I'm going to see her, I'm going to tell her, no one gives a fuck how many steps she's taken today. Because in France, it's completely normal to be walking. So, um, But that, that pretty much goes back to what you were saying. That's not even working out it's considered being a normal human being which i yeah and i think anybody having digestion issues especially if it's on the slow side like you yeah. need to get up and go walking you need to do some stretching that's really what gets your digestion going absolutely so. i agree um so now you feel like i know that i you said you, you feel better than you've had in a really really long time um you you said that yeah. you also felt like you could control your body whereas before you thought that your midsection was something that was determined by your dna and you believe now what i've been saying that it's not determined by your dna so i want you to elaborate a little bit more on that well it's kind of funny the timing of all of this because i just turned 30 last month and i was petrified <laughs> of my birthday i'm like my best years are over my best body's gone things are gonna get harder every year because I mean that's what just you see with some people it's like every year it's your metabolism gets slower or whatever and I'm like you know I can I can now control these things and I can have the best body of my life now now that I have the knowledge and I've done the research and I've really given into you know this whole lifestyle yeah which it is a lifestyle it's gangster shit it's You don't put a You're a fucking in. badass now. You're like you gangster chic. Gangster chic. You have to go all the way. It's like, you know, even the initiation time is like literally being submerged in it. You have no choice. Either you do it or you don't. Yeah, you have to like reevaluate yeah. your standards and go, no more bullshit. This is it. So I think I'm really excited now. I wish I wouldn't have been so scared, but it's kind of comical now. But um, yeah, now I'm like super excited. And I think my best years are... They're Girl, they better be. I'm 11 cool. years older than you, so don't <laughs> tell me your life was over at 30 because I can go like, you know, I, know. I can go be depressed about it. I'm like 11 years older than you. Just imagine. <laughs> Give us a little hope for us older women. Yeah. That's cool. Um, <laughs> what's the best takeaway that you would want someone listening that doesn't necessarily reach out to me that does you know consume my content and takes a few hints here and there like a few people said I've I, I still I'm not ready to give up dieting I have people that have written me that, that written that to me and I you know um I have empathy I do so I don't go oh you're an asshole you can't stop dieting I totally understand it I you know I'm I'm American also I'm not just French my kids are American and uh you know I've had my son who struggled with his weight when he was much younger So I do have empathy and I understand for some people it's been hard to just look at my whole perspective that's so in your face and fuck diet and there's the word die in it. And I've had super brave people writing to me and say, hi, Ingrid, I am not ready yet to give up dieting. Just I'm not ready just yet. But I have, you know, 
I have taken some notes and I am starting to, you know, put a, a, a napkin on the table and eating in real plates and forks and knives and putting a little bit of music at dinner and talking to my husband as I eat. And, you know, I don't eat at my desk anymore. So there are people that are implementing some of the French-like you know, changes and serving the food a certain way. And, but they're not just ready yet to just take that leap because it's scary. What is the best takeaway you can give them in like a few sentences? Like what you know would, have, would be scary for them. What can you tell them? Well, yeah, I, I've been that person. So I totally get it. Um, my advice or whatever would be that I think just to hack little pieces of your life and slowly it's a step-by-step process like start with breakfast or you kind of shown everybody like start with coffee inulin coffee everybody can do it it doesn't affect your diet or an espresso machine yeah like it's it's just baby steps and then maybe at lunch you know you change what you're eating, you bring a, you bring a salad in a pretty bowl, like you've said, or if you're eating at home, get new plates and make your place setting look appealing and, um, you know, develop a tribe of people around you that you, it helps to talk about these things. Like I have a couple of friends that we talk about cooking or we talk about working out or whatever. And I think, you know, make a in real life tribe it's too. Cool. I mean, yeah. online, I think, you but in real one. life too. But like, have people. It's so true what you're saying. I I always say it. I was talking about it with Lauren when she came on the podcast last week. Is this something that is she always says? I love her very millennial mind, even though she's not a millennial. I mean, you know, she she still has adjusted to that. And she always says, she goes, our followers, our audience, are our friends, and they're influencers as well. Which is exactly how I've been feeling with all of you. And that's how I'm bringing you on because I feel like where I can't influence people because I'm in Monaco, some things about me may feel relatable, but others may not. Then Mm -hmm. this you that comes in that sends me the message that you send me and I'm like, you know what? She's influential. You know what? She's an expert because she's been her own expert. Let's bring her on. Let her talk to, uh, to the audience. And so by the same token, yes, you're right. Having a tribe telling them what you found out, what's been working for you, saying, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going a little bit more the French way. And how about we sit and we talk for once between bites, you know? I love that. I love that you said yeah. you make your little tribe. It's cool. I mean, I really think it's, you have, everybody has knowledge in some way. And it's, when you share, you're kind of, you're bringing on knowledge that somebody may not know. And it's, you think it's second nature, but to them it's new and it's, it could be the exact thing they needed to hear. And it's to you, it was like no big deal. It's just something you've always thought. So I think it's cool to share what, you know, even, um, you know, some of my followers, like my friends, they don't care about eating healthy. And then some of them, I, we share recipes all the time on Instagram and it's like, you, you kind of develop this tribe by just sharing what you know, what you want to learn. It's I mean, true. They always say your vibe attracts your tribe. Uh, one more question before you go. Is there still one specific food that scares the fuck out of you? Yes. Um, the whole legume family so, scares me. <laughs> so the whole legumes. But you have, I would consider black eyed peas like, like, like legumes though. 
Yes. I, I just found that out, actually. I thought you would think black-eyed peas are peas. They're like you. <laughs> yeah, they're like lentils. Yeah, and, and soy yeah. is a but, so, And peanuts are one, which are my allergies. So you're so scared I'm of them. Very scared but it's of the not so much that you're scared of them because of getting fat. You're scared of them because you're scared of allergic reactions. Well, and I'm scared of yeah. the bloat. Like my first instant reaction, if it's not in my skin, it's my bloat. And actually, I know you love Dr. I do. too. And he's big on um, pressure cooking them. So I'm, I just got a pressure cooker. I'm going to try um, pressure cooking like black beans and black eyed peas to see if that helps. So I'm beans. a very big, big fan of him, of his. Um, but I do find that his approach is his approach on legumes can be can be right for you because you have those allergies. But for example, I don't pressure cook. So with Dr. Gondry, um, I'm gonna say a little bit of what Lauren always says about everything. She always says that about skin, about beauty, about about a lot of things. And I say it about this. I am afraid that his approach can cause a disorder that's called orthorexia. Have you ever heard of it? And yes. it's kind of like an obsession with consuming only foods that are pure and perfect. And I do think that he goes mm. a little far, even though I agree on so many of his fundamentals, just because I'm French. And so he's learned a lot of what he knows from Europe. He always refers to the French do this and they peel their tomatoes and they pit the tomatoes and they pit their cucumbers. If not, you should not eat cucumbers. He's absolutely right. And that's all stuff that he got from from the French culture or the Italian culture that came to me naturally with my yeah. upbringing. But there are things where I feel like he goes too far. If you become completely scared of foods that are not completely pure and perfect, you stop living. And the minute a disorder comes out, a minute a fear of something, a phobia of something comes out, I'm out. That's not gangster to me. So in your case, the fact that you've suffered to allergies, I totally, like I said, I totally have empathy and I understand it because there's nothing scarier than triggering your body and to know exactly what you're going to feel if you trigger it again. What I would say to you, so we've heard your advice and I, I wanna, I'm going to give you the last sentence because today you're the expert and the influencer. I'm not. But I'm going to say one thing to you, to you that I will say to people that suffer from allergies. Allergies are not DNA determined. For the most part, they are not in your blood since the day you were born. They come from a gut imbalance. And I know you know that because you've educated yourself and you mentioned it a few, time, few times. So if your fear, for example, is the legume group, I would say try to heal that gut the best you can. Try to see what does your microbiome need for you to get rid of those allergies. Because like you didn't think possible, you know, the changes in your midsection, you thought it was just DNA and there was nothing that could be done. Trust me, with allergies, um, except for certain allergies, there are so many that just come from gut imbalance and they can be healed. So concentrate on that. So one day you can stop being fearful of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate that because you're, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. And also I do think you need to take just bits and pieces of yeah. advice from other people. I don't, 
I honestly, I don't even know his whole diet. I know, so. but but it was <laughs> good that you listened that. to this to what you said about pressure cooking because in your case, until you figure out what's up with your gut that's causing these allergies, then the pressure cooking might just do it for you. And I always think, yeah. you know, the, the the thing with and this guy has performed over ten thousand heart surgeries. He is, you know, he's a medical pioneer. He's like a genius. So he's. He knows what he's talking about. The problem is very often is that knowledge can be power, but knowledge can be such a bitch. If you're so aware of every danger of every food around you at any given time, you stop fucking living. And that is where my, the other aspect of what I do, of what I, you know, like to influence you guys with is the lifestyle have fucking wine, have a good time, have cheese, have, you know, who gives a fuck? Just have fun. You like the French do, you know, don't, don't think about it so much. So I guess that's where I kind of scale it down a little bit to, to this kind of softer approach to knowing so much about food and being afraid of every single thing that can happen with it. Um, but he's a genius and I'm glad that you're taking cues from him. You, and you know, I do have, I've often spoken about the fact that he even endorsed uh, inulin. He said in his book, he said that inulin was an amazing source of fiber and a great prebiotic for the gut. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a one. And reading his book, if anybody's reading it, if you've read it, The Plant Paradox, I would just skip some pages that, you know, I feel are not adjustable to my lifestyle and I would keep the good and leave the bad. That's what I would do. That's very good advice. Any last, Thank you. any last ideas, last words before I let you go? Um, actually, I just want to say thank you for being, you know, you're such a value and you really, you really provide this complete toolkit for everybody. And I think that's, you know, really powerful. And, um, you know, you like the inulin and you're coming out with the probiotics and then you have the method, like you've all these ways of, you know, helping us from the inside out. And I just want to say thank you for sharing everything with us. It's really, really well, awesome. Thank you for being one of those people that inspires me to do it. It's truly, truly become a labor of love more than anything. Yes, there is profit. Yes, of course, I love bringing out my products and seeing their success. But most of all, I love, love, love getting messages like yours and then having the contact, the human contact and hearing a thank you or I'm just thankful or it, it makes it all worth it. So thank you for inspiring me. And thank you for giving me so much of your time today. You know, we went over time. I told you it was going to be like 20 minutes but I've kept you on for so long because I thought what you had to say was valuable and I'm sure everyone's going to love you. Um, I don't know if, cause I follow you. So I don't know if you're private or public on Instagram, but would it be okay to give your Instagram handle for people to reach out to you? If they have questions. Yes, I am public. Um, it's Alexis Kimberly and we're, W. And we're going to put you handle. also on the show notes so people can, um, can click on the link easily find you thank you so so much for joining me today you are amazing and i do hope that now that we've been chatting you'll be sending me more messages <laughs> yes i can't wait and thank you again it's been so fun talking bye alexis thank you i loved giving you both sides of those stories uh in a way
I hope you enjoyed both of these interviews. I very much did. I loved the difference, the difference in approach. I think there was also a little bit of a difference in demography, in um, mentality, nationalities, being that Alexis is in the United States and Rashida is British and also living in Belgium. Um, I, I really hope that you will enjoy um, the disparity and at the same time, the similarities between the two and between the three of us, uh, making us all kind of every woman. Um, I'm going to end this with a small monologue about being scared of food. It's been important to me to talk about it. Um, last night, I was uh, on, an, on Instagram answering messages and someone uh, sent me a message and said, well, I'm super upset. Um, I want to try to find a message. She will recognize herself. Her name is Kate. She wrote, today I was perusing Instagram and so two health quotation marks bloggers on my feed posted a chart of food that are bad for weight loss. On that list were avocado and olive oil, not to mention a bunch of other whole foods. It kills me to see the shit information being spread. So thanks for keeping it real. And I did answer Kate and I said, those people are not health bloggers, they are diet bloggers, and they are not concerned with health, they're concerned with weight loss. I think this is where the distinction is, and that's the big problem with the weight loss industry, is that people that are into weight loss, dietitians that are into weight loss, that are not necessarily um, consulting with people for health issues, but rather people that want to lose weight, they're not necessarily looking at the healthy aspect of what they're telling them to eat. They're looking at the aspect of losing fat, losing weight. And that's where the problem comes. And I find it infuriating that these people are telling you that avocado is bad for you. And then they will put versus avocado, something that's packaged and processed as a better alternative. There's no such thing as something in a package that is a better alternative than the real food. I will never ever fucking tell you to have inulin over a fucking artichoke. That's fucking bullshit, okay? Artichoke is fiber. You should go for the fiber in the artichoke before you rely on inulin for fiber. So maybe that is not a great business move to tell you that, but I couldn't give a fuck because that would make me a fucking liar. Sorry, I get carried away. So yes, Kate, you were right. It's actually absolutely disgusting that these people that are diet professionals, I would not even put health professionals in quotation marks like you did. That's where the distinction is, are saying that things like avocado, sweet potato, olive oil, are not healthy. They're saying it's not good for weight loss. And then they're giving you options that are good for weight loss that are processed food. And I'm all against it. But then again, I guess that's why I'm not into diets. And that's why I'm not a dietitian. Um, so yeah, it's it sucks that people have not been able to make the distinction between being on a diet and wanting to eat healthy. They're not one and the same. And I think that's a big distinction. And I think this is one that we need to talk about a little more. And that might rub some people the wrong way. But I'm sorry, being on a diet is not being healthy. Eating a diet, 
according to a diet is not eating healthy. Now I have another issue with the word eating clean food. Food is not dirty, so I really hate that whole movement of eating clean.、Um, I do find that that causes a disorder that is called orthorexia, and I spoke about it with Alexis, and I explained it that it's an obsession with consuming only foods that are pure and perfect. In this world nowadays, it becomes very difficult to know what's pure and perfect. So at this point, you can even worry about an apple not coming from a you know a tree that was grown on a perfect soil. We don't really know. So you can't push.、Um, You can't push to certain extremes, but one thing I will say is that you need to be to be very afraid of choosing packaged food. The day that you start choosing packaged food over the natural stuff, over the real food, the unpackaged real food, you know that you have a diet mentality. And if that is your mentality, you are fucking scared shit of real food. Then this is the problem. This is the person that I'm talking about. Being scared of food is so horrible, and that is something that comes from the diet industry, that's been exposing us for years and years and years to the toxic deceptions、um, all around us,、um, and putting a state of paranoia. There are so many dietitians that say, "Well, if you keep on eating like that, you're going to get cholesterol." Cholesterol is not a real life problem for everyone, and I bet you I can eat eight eggs a week, and I'm not gonna get fucking cholesterol. So fuck you. Like they're really creating a psychosis around food and putting big medical words like cholesterol and diabetes. They're scaring the fuck out of you. When in fact, all you went to do when you you went to see them was say, "I want to lose weight." Now they're telling you that you're facing really scary illnesses if you keep on eating what you're eating. Everything in moderation, of course. I'm not telling you to drink liters of olive oil every day,、um, but you need to refer to my previous podcast about hormones、uh, and how to treat inflammation with real food. Olive oil is a big winner. Uh, and I do believe in the power of olive oil because I'm French. Everybody in my family's always been seasoning their salads on a daily basis with at least one tablespoon of olive oil.、Um, no one's fat. No one's dead. So, you know, just think about that.、Uh, I do feel that、uh, the diet industry and the dietitians that concentrate on fat loss and weight loss have started to poison us、um, with. Really scaring us,、um, and in、uh, in parallel, those people that are talking about eating clean, it's fucking bullshit too. They did the same. They they tell you to eat clean and look for un uncontaminated food products. That's fucking hard nowadays. So, what I'm saying is, you don't want to go into one psychosis or the other. You just want to find a happy medium. That's what the body's all about. The body wants to be in a happy medium. The body wants to be happy. The gut wants to be happy. Your hormones wants to want to be happy. It's all about balance. So same with that.、Um, the really the 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 modern wellness regimes,、um, the current way of eating is, I think, slowly poisoning us. Much of the food that's offered to us today is nutritionally substandard. And I'm sure of that. 
So um, all these best-selling champions of nutrient-dense food are pretty much what's what's being spoken about. Um, it's, you know, all these solutions now of going grain-free um, and all this stuff, It all their huge appeal is really something that is scary to me, that scares us from grains. And then they're scaring you off from legumes. Um, but then if you listen to Alexis, she had a genuine fear of legumes that came from allergy. I'm not talking about this type of fears. I'm talking about people that are so afraid to eat real food because they're afraid that's going to make them fat. Um, so, you know, it's we, we really need to, like, look at things a little bit differently. We need to look at things like when you go to the supermarket. Someone sent me a message yesterday and said, can you talk with these women about what they're eating? Because you're literally the superhero of knowing exactly what to eat. But they are like us. So can we find out what they're eating? No, you can't find out what they're eating because they're eating intuitively. And I don't see why you need us to tell you what to eat. You need to eat real food. I think that everybody knows, for example, in a conversation, you know when you're exaggerating, when you're going too far, when you're pushing the etiquette. So why is it that you can't use the same sense of intuition when you're eating? When you go in a social setting and someone starts talking of a political subject and you feel like it's starting to go too far, you feel it. You feel the tension going in the room. And so you're going to tell your husband, honey, I think we should stop this conversation because a, a fight's going to break out. Why is it that you cannot have the same type of intuition when it comes to going to buy your food or to the quantity you're going to eat? Why don't you take your thermometer back out? Take it out of your dietitian's or guru's ass and put it up yours. You can take your own fucking temperature. You don't need me or a dietitian or a guru to tell you what to eat, when to eat it, and how much to eat it. I've given you incentives. I said you should have protein at every meal, the size of your hand. You should make sure that you have veggies. You should always, always choose a vegetable over something that's processed if you have that choice. I'm not saying that you should only eat food that's not in, you know, packaging. But I hate the idea, the parallel of saying, well, let's not have potato. And instead, I'll have PB2 uh, peanut butter in powder. That's like, I used to use that till I realized what that really was. That wasn't real food. There's no food that comes in a powder that you should turn into a food or a spread by putting water in it. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck was I thinking when I put it in my formula for my truffles back then? Like, what the actual fuck? If it doesn't look like food, it ain't gonna be food once you turn it into some type of a texture by adding water. So, yeah, you know, you I'm not gonna give you a meal plan. I'm not gonna give you an idea of what I eat in a day. There's absolutely no way. I want you to use your intuition. But to do that... I need to strip the fear away from you. And I have so much empathy. I totally, totally understand that fear. I really do. 
I do understand the fear of being led to believe something all these years by authorities in the medical field or authorities in the diet field that uh, that that keep on reminding you that they went to school and studied uh, nutrition and they're pounding on your head and they're scaring the fuck out of you telling you that you should not have olives or telling you that you should not have a sweet potato sweet potato is amazing sweet potato is super healthy as a matter of fact you should have sweet potato i never got fat on sweet potato i don't know anyone in France, that's ever gone fat on sweet potato. You know, it's you need to really look at instead the, the diet um, products, those westernized diet, high in sugar, even though they're not high in fake sugars, I should say, and then refined oils and, you know, those ultra processed concoctions um, of dressings and all that shit and, you know, it's it's like people are really making money out of your fear because they're packaging stuff. And because it's packaged in green packaging and they put leaves on it, like Truvia puts a leaf on their package. Fuck them, okay? Yeah, it, it comes from a plant. Yeah, okay. But there's a lot of fucking things that come from a plant. Books come from a tree. That doesn't mean that they're safe to fucking eat either. You know, so it's like, you rely more on on how secure and safe a package makes you look, makes you feel a food packaging, than looking at a sweet potato and looking at you know the rough edges that indicate that it's you know nature's um, nature's beauty. I don't even want to talk about God because some of you may not believe in God. And what like if you're an atheist, then you don't appreciate. Um, you know, fruits and vegetables and everything that nature has to offer. No, that I I don't want to I don't want to start that kind even of conversation. Um, I just think that when it comes to diet, the convenience of selling you packaged fucking shit because that way you can read labels. You guys are so hung up on being fucking accountant and adding carbs and shit. That's the convenience of being able to read a label that has you reassured by packaged food and scared from veggies because they don't come with a barcode and the nutrition facts. Who the fuck cares about the nutrition facts? You know, in, in, in rich countries, large numbers of people, whether they wanted to lose weight or not, became so scared of the modern food supply and what it was doing to their body. They've been threatened. Type 2 diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease, all these dietitians, all these professionals are scaring you with all of that fucking shit. And all of these complaints that are influenced by diet, ranging from, um, you know, from Alzheimer's and gout and all that stuff. Um, and then the mainstream diets, they start to sicken people. And it, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that people are looking at other ways to eat to not get sick because everyone is getting allergies from, you know, the mainstream diets. So they go and look for other ways. Everybody's becoming gluten-free and, you know, grain-free. Everyone's trying. They're trying to do stuff to avoid being harmed. 
And so you have this collective anxiety about diet, you know, that, that comes from this general impression uh, and the mainstream, a very scientific advice on diet. I love how they all hide behind the science. Of course, if you're going to go look for that red dot on your forehead on the internet, it's going to fucking tell you you're about to die from like leprosy or whatever. Same goes with diet. Don't let those fucking experts fucking scare the shit out of you. They thrive on that. They need you to be fucking scared. So you need to listen to them. No. You know, it's like, just trust what nature has to offer to you. And enjoy it. It's delicious. I mean, of course, once in a while, I have packaged stuff. I, I have stuff in my house. You know, it, it's like, you know, I, I don't I don't buy my popcorn um, en vrac like this in French. I, I, I do buy it, you know, bagged up and then I pop it. But, you know, I'm saying like in in general, when you put with the choice of something in a package, even if it's green and has a leaf on it, which makes you feel so safe or the natural version of that, the real version of that in a food, a vegetable and meat, whatever the case may be, then have it. I'm not against a plant-based milk, for example. I do feel like milk today is a tricky, tricky situation, especially for you guys in the States. And I really felt it with my son. My son used to love milk. And the minute he stopped drinking the milk in the United States and we came to France, he lost weight. He totally deflated. He was borderline obese when he was small. And we spoke about it on the podcast when he came. I think it was episode six. Dylan, my son, came and we spoke about his being being on the spectrum and, you know, the the, the gut and and uh, brain axis and we spoke about all that and we spoke about how his weight loss came about from moving to France just from changing produce so I do understand having to substitute certain things in your life but I would say if you are not able to drink milk like I don't really drink milk anymore but I have tons of cheese I gravitate toward the fermented raw cheese and you guys all know why I speak about it all the time the probiotics um you know, but in this atmosphere of anxiety and confusion, uh, this is, there's a series of gurus that are that are coming out and offering messages of wonderful simplicity and reassurance. Eat this way, and I will make you, and I will make you fresh and healthy again. I'll give you a glow. It's kind of hard to pinpoint, uh, you know, who is right and who is wrong. So when you're not sure. Just go with your intuition, go with your gut. That bitch is always right. That's how I see it. It's like, you don't want to listen to me, but technically, if you do and you go my way, you have nothing to lose. I make you eat pretty good food and nothing packaged. I tell you to cook your food. Um, so it's like, you're not really going out on a limb here listening to me. On the other hand, when you're listening to some professionals and they're telling you to eat all this processed diet shit because the label is diet approved with all the nutrition facts, then that's when you get fucked, completely fucked. That's what I think, you know? And that's their magic. Those people, those gurus, those dietitians, they're all like so charismatic. And they use so many, um, you know, ways and channels to make it so attractive. 
it's like you know they 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 think that they're so unbelievably reassuring but to me they scare me they scare the fuck out of me and i understand why you're petrified of food as a result you know it's so easy to tell you stop depriving yourself and start living i i really understand that it's just scary to um to go into that and so the thing behind that is i find there's so much hypocrisy because behind telling you oh stop depriving yourself start eating and then i tell you well instead of having pizza go have cauliflower pizza i've made it i liked it i made it once you know what that's not fucking pizza that's cauliflower fucking pizza if i wanted to have cauliflower i fucking would have normal cauliflower cooked like a vegetable and if I want to have pizza, I'm going to have a fucking slice of pizza, not 10. That's that diet mentality of quantifying again. Let's make cauliflower pizza, which is not fucking pizza, by the way. It's cauliflower. Um, So I can have the whole fucking pie as opposed to just having a slice like a normal French person and eat it with your fork and knife. Does that make sense? I hope it does make sense. Well, all I'm saying here is maybe food choices that are mediated by fear are your problem. Food choices mediated by fear, they're stressful and they're unhealthy. And so they bring your cortisol level up and that makes you gain weight. So could it be you could just reverse this whole process in your head? You have to know that it's important to be educated about fruits and vegetables that are good for you. Don't take people's words for it. Fruits and vegetables in general are good for you. There are no vegetables that are not good for you unless your gut doesn't tolerate them. And if your gut doesn't tolerate them, it means that your gut is not balanced. Listen to the previous podcast about that. I think it's worth talking about. So don't give in to all these gurus and dietitians' scare tactics focused on only one diet, which might stop you from eating a certain way. That's my piece of advice don't be afraid of real food be afraid of pretty green packaging that makes you feel safe and be afraid of just trusting nutrition facts because we don't really know what those nutrition facts mean i don't believe them i don't even know what they mean i can't fucking add them up you know is it just me i'm sure you too you don't really know you just rely on a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that people tell you. Those gurus, those professionals. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope it wasn't too long. I definitely will bring on more of you guys to talk about your expertise, being your own expert. I absolutely love, love, love that aspect of finally seeing so many of you using your intuition and being your own experts and coming to share that with us. If you want to work out with me, you can do so for free by watching or getting my flash workouts. That is in the show notes. You can always go and do a flash workout with just a towel and a mat. You don't need any equipment. If you want to work out with me on the virtual platform, you can do so. They are always videos available for a monthly fee you have unlimited access um, and that is in the show notes 
you don't know what to cook for dinner, you can rely on my e-cookbook. It's not a diet. It's fucking gangster chic with a French touch and some Moroccan flavors. The e-cookbook is called Simply the Best and comes with my Simply the Best Moroccan spice, Ras El Hanout, that translates to best in the shop, from the Arabic best in the shop. So that is also on the show notes. If you want Simply Inulin and Simply Kefir, we've spoken about both of these products on this podcast with those two wonderful, inspiring women. You can find them in the shop, and that's also going to be in the show notes. Both my guests today, Rashida and Alexis, are also easy to find on Instagram, and they also very, very nicely agreed to be public and let you follow them or ask them questions. So please go follow them and ask them all of the questions that you want about their journeys. Um, on this note, I wish you a beautiful day or a beautiful evening wherever you are. Bisous, bisous from Monaco.